Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. making it worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Okay, um... You can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did he freeze? <laughs> uh, 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 oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, as always, we like to to kind of stay ahead of the rumor mill on this podcast. And so I would uh, like to start this, this week off with, uh, by... I, take, I should just take my headphones <laughs> off and let you go. Uh, I would, I would like to address some rumors that are flying around right now. Um, obviously we are recording this the week after Thanksgiving. Um, Elliot was in fact detained uh, by TSA while uh, uh, attempting to fly to the East coast um, everyone who knows Elliot knows that whenever he goes anywhere, he loves to bring his twister mat with him. This is obviously, I'm not going to get into more specifics beyond that, but on this particular occasion, he was going through, uh, TSA, uh, who flagged, they flagged the, the mat because it had more than 3.4 ounces of chocolate sauce on it. So it was immediately brought out of his bag. Um, Elliot caught this. And he screamed to the agent, put that back, bitch, I'll kill you. Um, At which point he was uh, uh, detained and sedated. Um, Oh, my God. So we we got a call from Elliot a couple hours later. He was very upset. uh, And, you know, obviously Alan and I said, you know, don't worry, we will, we will make sure that you get to the East coast. And he said, no, 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 that's not the problem. I want that. I want that mat back. So he is, he is struggling with a loss this week. So I want to kind of give a my twister, my twister mat. <laughs> In the twister arms mat. of an angel, oh my God. fly away <laughs> from air. We're like we're like that version of Sarah McLaughlin and Emmy Lou Harris singing this song. <laughs> I'm Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, I was gonna say I could be because of the shaky voice. <laughs> no, oh, no, that's Lucinda God. Williams. I don't know who anybody is anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think so. How dare you? Oh my God. Um, Lucinda right, Williams so... is the Diane Reem of uh, folk music. 
<laughs> he really is. I think I actually don't know who listen to Williams is. I oh, mean, I know that like name. Her. she's very much with uh, you know, that that Mary Travers, those, those ladies. Right. Oh, interesting. I'm more of a George Jones kind of guy <laughs> when it comes to country music, Alan. I'm sorry to to pop your burst your bubble, but um, so with that said, let's talk about Japan's softening stance on gay rights. Um, so you know, the, the the states gets a lot of flack, I think reasonably so for our you know, fairly conservative stances on some social issues. But Japan, I've always noticed, kind of slips under the radar for also being surprisingly conservative for a post-industrial nation. Sort of, uh, before we get into gay rights, uh, a weird side note, you know, Japan also has the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And this kind of pops up in the news every couple of years. Do you know how they go about enacting their death penalty? People who are on death row don't know when they're going to be executed. So every day they wake up with the thought of, is today my last day? And it's obviously controversial there um, as well. I don't think they have a ton of people on death row, but they do still have it. I was just reading an article about it the other day. Anyway, that's back to gay rights. Yeah. yeah. Was that like your Sunday morning read? (laughs) That was my Sunday morning read. Yeah. I need a feel good story. (laughs) Oh, you. Um, But anyway, when it comes to gay rights, they're also fairly behind a world organ, like an economic, some fucking economic organization I've never heard of recently ranked like the 40 most economically advanced countries based off of their gay rights stances. And Japan ranked only in front of Turkey. Uh, So um, but that's slowly starting to change in their in their last in their elections last month, six opposition parties vowed to bring gay rights legislation to uh, the diet for a vote. Is that how it's pronounced, Alan? What's the the diet? diet. It's, it's, it's their like their Congress. It's, it's literally know. spelled diet. But I'm like, there, that can't be how you say it. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, the ruling party, however, continues to oppose legislation legalizing gay marriage and workplace non-discrimination. So, um, but it, it's sort of like a thawing of the ice, so to speak. Public understanding and acceptance of homosexuality has increased over the last few years, as you would expect. About 65% of the country in a recent poll now favors legalized gay marriage. Um, oh, that's wait. In, so sorry. Yeah, just, go, no, so that, yeah, go. That means that the the ruling party, despite the majority of the people being in favor of gay marriage, they want they not only want to oppose they not only oppose the legislation they also they oppose non-discrimination they they oppose workplace discrimination yeah but you're also i mean exactly explaining the republican party in the united states i mean and you're also explaining like like many states but would a republican actually now get up and say maybe i mean they seem to so many of them seem to be like keen on sort of doing revisionist history or you know right. i remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that conservative radio host who was trying to find uh, compare um anti-vaxxers to gay guys in dying of aids in the 80s to like right right pathetic mike i'm just saying like isn't the thing now here for republicans to almost feign that they care and at least they wouldn't i don't think most of them would actually say that that they're, they oppose um discriminate I, that they oppose non-discrimination i i mean I think you're, I definitely know where you're coming from. And I, I think the way they would vote, they would continue to oppose it or, or, or do everything they could yeah. to keep legislation. Well, it's not because, um, just, to, just to pick up a little bit, okay. it's not because they're revisionist history trying to like backpedal on gay stuff. It's more about, they don't think that that, this is a Republican mindset. They don't think 
that policy of having a non-discrimination policy in a state or whatever is a part of what governing should be about, that it should oh, be okay. a local thing. It should be uh-huh. not by the state or the federal government, et cetera. Et okay. Cetera. So. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I do think it's safe to say the, the Republicans of the last, like, four, six years aren't generally making anti-gay rights a foundation of their platform. Right. Um, but they but, still you know, vote they, against it. Even they the still federal, vote against it. Even the federal it, yeah. Uh, yeah. LGBTQ thing, they still voted against it. Yeah. But anyway, I just I just thought it was kind of interesting to see, you know, um, I, it's it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, stereotypically speaking, like Japan is not a Christian nation. No. Um, and I always think <laughs> whenever I think of anti-gay rights, I just think of Christianity. So <laughs> whenever uh, like, I don't know, it's just it's just surprising to me that. Uh, that, 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 I know. was surprised. I mean, I guess I was surprised, too. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, even like. I think I was watching something and, and I've said this before, but anytime that I'm reminded or brought back to the early 2000s or, the, you know, like 2000 to 2008, when I think about like the, that era and I think about how like how devoted evangelicals were to negating our experience and doing so mm-hmm. in the most like truly the most like humiliating public way. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was reminiscing about Kim Davis the other day that oh yeah dusting beast from Kentucky or whatever <laughs> right, who right. refused to sign like legalization of marriage after it had you know mar- marriage certificates after game right I, I just like I I'm maybe it makes me a piece of shit but I and that I've taken it for granted, but it feels far away, even though I know it was not. And I see stuff like this and it's just, it just, I I know it's on the other side of the world, but it still blows my mind because I would have thought it would be more contemporary. There is sort of a dance between the cultural decency norms. in I think a lot of Asian countries, but specifically in Japan, what's happening in Japan, I mean, case in point like you look at like japanese porn and they 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 blur they blur blur part of it because of decency laws so they blur part of it yeah Yeah, you can't see dicks in in japanese porn and you also can't see i think in in straight porn like you can't see vaginas or something so there's there are decencies so you can see like a butthole you can see breasts you can see a chest but you can't see a genital or what they also weirdly wear uh swim goggles a disproportionate percentage of the time are you <laughs> someone i'm not kidding at all there is you know some anonymity i mean i i get it but like sometimes they will literally wear swim goggles and i i for what? i Wait, don't know in what in what context what do you mean so in a in a in a gay porn Oh, uh, a Japanese gay porn. Someone will wear swim goggles to like, oh. but like swim goggles are like the least concealing of all. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I don't know anything about sunglasses. that. Yeah. What? Well, but, maybe mean, but, you don't, you know, explore enough. Well, but I feel Japanese like the blurring, the blurring effect is indicative of sort of the, the cultural, the culture in general, in terms of who are dictating the laws. So the laws are, of course, dictated by people who are probably a little bit older, a little bit more mainstream, sort of like conservative, et cetera. And yet you look at sort of modern Tokyo in general, specifically Tokyo, and how advanced it is in terms of culture and and technology and the things that are going on. So there's a real sort of disconnect between the people who are making the laws and the vast majority of people. I mean, even the one percentage poll in the article, I think that was that we listed was there was like 68% support gay marriage in, in Japan. So there is a huge disconnect between who's setting the laws and the people in Japan. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a separation just like we had 
kind of in the 90s in a lot of ways. There was a huge disconnect between where a lot, or maybe early aughts, where a lot of people are versus the people making the laws. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's actually exactly what uh, someone uh, is quoted in the article, a leader for marriage for all, marriage for all coalition. um, I think the question is like, how will corporate sort of Japan, not America, how will corporate Japan, like in the US, corporate America had a huge impact in sort of forcing the normalization of same-sex partner benefits, et cetera. Once after Bush pushed that ban on, on federalizing the ban on gay marriage in 2004 and all states went, went to town on it, like there was this corporate push to sort of try to normalize things. And it kind of led in a lot of ways to the Supreme Court's decision. So maybe it'll happen in Japan. So where does Honda fall on this Ooh. issue? <laughs> and I'm going to start trending right now Hashtag boycott Honda <laughs> and boycott Toyota, you sons of bitches. <laughs> is Toyota Japanese? Yeah, I don't know anything about like their Honda. biggest company. Is it really? You I thought, like jerk. Sony was or something. Was oh, maybe one? maybe Sony. <laughs> Not even joking. We are here today with. I was I, I was gonna say like of course incredibly funny but I was also say one of my favorite curmudgeons uh, Matt Bellasai. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So you you've made a career out of basically being a curmudgeon, don't you think, Matt? I I guess so. Yeah. I, it's I feel like I now have a reputation as someone who just hates everything. So I'm expected <laughs> to not like anything, which is kind of incredible. So you host a great podcast called Unhappy Hour, where people mm-hmm. come on and vent about things that they hate. And you also authored the book. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. Wrote everything, or everything is awful and other observations. Right. So like, you can't you can't put it against people from thinking that maybe you're a bit of a. <laughs> No, know, no, I know, I know the bed I've made. I'm just like <laughs> now I gotta fucking lay in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I love hating on things. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Like literally, just getting. T- this is what I say with these guys a lot of times that we get together just to complain about shit, and it's yeah. so nice. Yeah, it is really nice and cathartic. Uh, Matt, do you complain about gay stuff? Like inter like sure. the, the in the inner world of the you know queer stuff does do you complain uh yeah you complain about this stuff oh yeah i would say nothing is off limits um it is it is tricky sometimes as i'm sure you all know um of course because you know the the videos that i that i sort of started with and sort of built an audience with were called wine about it and i got this big audience that is it's a lot of straight women um who love their wine and i love them but i always have to be a little <laughs> cautious whenever i like shit on gay things cuz i'm like okay are we laughing mm-hmm. together or am i just letting you laugh at gay people yeah. uh, it, it is a yeah. fine line and 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 right. i think yeah on this podcast we also ver- that is basically what we do week to week, we try to sort of point out the silly and absurd and hypocritical in the gay world, but like with humor. So we're never really shitting on being gay. We're shitting on right. like the craziness that can happen well, within the Brent is sometimes. Brent is. Well, yeah, every, <laughs> every of once us in a while, yeah. But Matt, yeah. like, like if, if you could think of like, um, like a couple, like maybe a couple of your favorite episodes of the podcast, or just some things that you rail against most, most commonly about the gay community, perhaps. Oh, about gays specifically. Um, you can say that... Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Fine. 
It's fine, man. This one, I actually don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's always on the tip of my tongue. And that is people who post screenshots from Grindr on oh, Twitter or yeah, Instagram thinking that they're like yeah. dunking on someone. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know. This is just, everybody thinks that they're so funny in their comebacks. And it's like, yeah. I've just just talk to someone or don't talk to them. You don't have to screen cap your combo and then tweet yeah. it out for everybody to say, oh, this is, you know. Oh, oh look at this idiot who messaged me telling me I'm hot. You're like, oh, right. fuck <laughs> this. Yeah, 90% yeah. of the time, it's just a humble brag. I hate it. Do you find that some it's of your friends, specifically gay friends, t- because you work in comedy, this happens to me quite often, whenever they have one of those comebacks, like on Grindr, or they think they had some sort of like witty comeback, they text you first because they think that you're, as a funny, professional funny person, are going to validate that that stupidity? Maybe I've done a good job of, of saying, do not do this, or <laughs> of putting out the energy that I am not the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to punch up your clapbacks on Grinder. Yeah, fortunately, no. We're, so we're recording this um, quick right after Thanksgiving. What mm-hmm. I'm really curious to know is, did you watch um, anything Thanksgiving related, like the, like the parade? Uh, I, uh, yeah, please, Matt. I was going to say, to go on a tangent, that the gayest thing I have been watching, for some reason in, I'm, you know, I'm home for Thanksgiving, I'm in Chicago for a couple weeks, and um, the thing that has been on my TV constantly, on the family TV, is the Hallmark Channel. They've been been going at it. Which one, though? Mysteries or regular? Mm. I think regular. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we've been watching mysteries. There's three of them now. There's three of them now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and even the mystery all... ones is showing Christmas movies. Wow. Jesus. Uh, maybe we need to switch to that one and I'll be happier because they're uh-huh. all so bad. But I, my favorite trend that I've noticed is that it's a lot of like conservative actresses who yes. clearly this is like the only thing that they can book <laughs> so no. it's like yeah it's all the people like what are laura osnes who like got fired from broadway because mm-hmm. she was oh, anti-vax yeah. that's broadway lady yeah she's she's on the hallmark <laughs> channel now yeah wow. she made 25 grand to be in a hallmark movie yeah <laughs> 25 grand that's that's high for you also yeah i think you're right you live in new york so i'm wondering do you get to actually see theater i mean i don't I knew who Laura Osnes was just because of anti-vax stuff, but right, right. I wonder, like I, you know, being in LA, like I see theater every now and then, but I do miss that aspect of You've being been to come from away. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Come From Away live. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're baiting me on this one. But... Oh, I'm not. I'm not. But it's funny because we talked about. I did. Uh, I talked about Come From Away when I was on Matt's podcast. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I wasn't baiting you with a Come From Away bait. Uh, I really was curious how much Broadway you do see, if any. Um, well, I hadn't seen Come From Away until you came on my podcast. We talked about it. You yes. you are not a fan of it. And no. um, coincidentally, I a friend was like, hey, I got lottery tickets to go see Come From Away like a week later. Wow. And I, I, wow. I went and saw it. And maybe it was because you were in my head, but yeah, I yeah. generally agreed with everything you said. Thank I you. was like, okay. I think for a, a musical about 9-11, um, <laughs> You know, it was exactly what I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a bit, you know, I was like, okay, they're taking me for a ride here that I I did not ask to be on. The idea for your your podcast is so perfect. Like, I mean, 
of the three of us, I would I would say Elliot probably complains the least. I mean, Brent and I we tend to we tend to make it like a professional thing. Our complaining back yeah. and forth. No, yeah. Elliot's about. a positive guy. Yeah, Elliot's very positive. I'm like middle of the road. Unless Brent, you're like one of six people he wants to murder. But yeah, if, yeah. If I needed if I needed to really sort of like vent about killing not killing someone but like really just eviscerating someone, I would yeah. definitely uh-huh. go to Brent. He would be my person. So I feel like he and I are made Honored. for your podcast. We're a little yeah. Hurt. We're a little a little, a little hurt. A little hurt. A little hurt. Put you on the lineup. Thank, but, yeah. thank you. But where did you come up with the idea for the podcast? It's such a perfect idea for a podcast. Uh, well, so like I said, I started sort of with these wine videos that yeah, I yeah. used to make where I would drink a whole bottle of wine and then complain about stuff. And that found a, a nice audience. And then, you know, when I it was around that time that I was starting to play around with podcast ideas and it just felt like a kind of natural extension of that is to like every episode we talk about crazy news stories that we complain about uh, and then a topic of the week that I complain about and then have a guest on that we complain about stuff together. So it just felt like (laughs) a natural, you know, evolution of the let's have a drink and, and bitch about stuff. It's so perfect. And the book also was an extent, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, is an extension of the podcast. Um, The book is sort of in the same vein of being a curmudgeon, but that one is more, you know, autobiographical about how I became this grumpy guy that I am. (laughs) Did you start the origin story? Yeah. What, what, what is the origin of that? I, I, cause I remember I was always, I was just always this kid that I, yeah, I was really dark and I, I loved cloudy days because it, everyone else was in a bad mood and I just liked I felt like everyone's mood fit mine a little bit better. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So how did it start for you? I mean, it, it just, yeah. Family trauma. I feel like that is the sure. answer to everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I mean, I was just always like a very nerdy kid. I was always, uh, I, I felt like I was always the one who, if we were playing kickball, like the ball was, 90 degrees hitting me in the face every single right, time. Right, right. Um, <laughs> 90 miles per hour. That's what I was thinking. And it, it's right. just like <laughs> sports, direction. not our thing. I, I was yeah, you like know what? I don't know angles. For... I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. speeds. Yeah. I can't yeah. drive. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I just felt like I was always the one who was somehow the butt of the joke. And so, mm-hmm. grow, you know, the older I got, the more I was like, okay, we're going to turn that around uh, on everything else. And yeah. let me kind of find the, let me start being a pessimist and finding the downside in everything else. It's great. It's very healthy. Do yeah. you think it like, I mean, for me, I remember when I first started in stand up, I would be doing sort of like what I would think were just like traditional jokes. I was just telling jokes, but I wasn't necessarily angry or disturbed or like, you know, whatever. And then Mm -hmm. I remember doing a set, I think at comics years ago in New York and like in the downstairs area, what was it called again? Oh, Oh, geez. And I remember I was just pissed off. I was just pissed off about something. And I, it, it clicked like something clicked in my comedy where it was just like, Oh, bitching this works for me Mm -hmm. like just complaining and making fun of things that are pissing me off do you think like complaining in some way sort of became the foundation of like how you approach comedy in a lot of ways 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun frame to try to look at everything through and like, what can I what can I find about this thing that sucks mm-hmm. and can bring everybody down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, slash relate slash relate. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I mean, that is the thing. It's like every there, there's things that everybody hates, and I just think inevitably when I'm with my friends or whoever, it's like that is always where the conversation goes. <laughs> it's just like what pissed us off that day, that week, that month, yeah. whatever. Uh, it's just there's an endless well there yeah. and I mean on the flip side it's like now the challenge is like okay let's find stuff that we like because this is a dark road that we're going down yeah. it's a slippery yeah. slope so I, I know I already asked you this before but like is there is there like one episode in particular that that of all the episodes you've done that is like really you know speaks to your soul <sighs> I don't, I've done That's over, hard because you, you do cover a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. for yeah. sure, yeah. I've also done over like 150 of them Is there one point? guess that <laughs> you were like, you get, like we're there, you're mm-hmm. in sync with the, the bitchery, if you will. I mean, obviously, Elliot was a great guest. Oh, thank oh you. here we go. Here we go. But I don't know. There's been, a, there's been a lot of great ones. Um, of course, yeah. It's this is that thing where someone puts you on the spot and your brain yeah, goes I know. blank. Well, I don't I'll, remember I'll anything I've ever I'll, said. I'll reframe it for you a little bit because this week, like Elliot oh, said, is like we're recording bitch. a little bit after Thanksgiving, and it's uh-huh. this. And you're back home. We were talking before we started recording. You're back in Chicago with your family, yeah. right? This week, and you're in your yeah, childhood yeah. bedroom. So, mm-hmm. like, this is the week. This this starting in with Thanksgiving and going until the end of January, where complaining is a competitive sport for people. <laughs> And like yeah. what what this week ha- with your family has just like that you just like want to go to your friends and just like bitch about. Uh, ironically, the thing that I I that gets on my nerves is that my family can be so negative. Mm. <laughs> oh wow, it's a that vicious is ironic. circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a therapist would absolutely have a field day. Um, yeah, I'm just like, do we really have to find, I, uh, like, to nitpick every single thing? We'll order yeah. food, and it's like everybody goes into this chopped level critique yeah. of every single dish. <laughs> yeah. We can't it's just, like, like, enjoy anything. Yeah, it's like, who are you, Jeffrey Zakarian? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have one. He's he's one of the chopped judges. Um, oh. I have one. I was home for Thanksgiving, and I... I, I Fortunately, I'm very close to my parents. We get along really well. But my dad, mm-hmm. who was very incredibly intelligent and, and, and coherent whenever there is no pressure on, but like when it comes time for him to say order at a fast food restaurant, <laughs> he just, he fucking can't do it. And we went to Arby's and I wanted a, I wanted a half pound roast beef with a side of cheddar sauce. That was my Ooh, whole you got order. all the money. I do. Even though he bought it, but uh, I do. <laughs> but that was my entire order, and my when and I told my dad that seconds before he started speaking, <laughs> he ordered a big pounder with cheese chips, and I was like, "That's that that's you got almost everything wrong that I just said. How did you do that?" And it was it was seconds later, and I, I was of course was like irrationally enraged yeah (laughs) my my family does a variation of that which is my dad is always the one who will call and order the food yeah um because they're still on the you know you pick up the phone and call the restaurant to order it we don't do apps we're supporting local businesses directly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but my mom 
will say the entire order as he's saying it. Oh, yeah. oh it's my like god! An echo. It's like a oh my god! Empathize with the person on the other end where I'm like, <laughs> you need to stop. I have anxiety on behalf yeah. of this person. I can't uh, understand either of you, and we're in the same so room. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. I feel like I feel like maybe you would relate to this. My mother has this thing where, like, she makes a. It's almost like a pastime of hers to to be positively miserable do you know what i mean <laughs> where she like yeah she's i mean on the surface she seems like an incredibly nice person sweet all about her family but if you really listen to the words that she says she's a raving bitch and she <laughs> sure. she will say things like i mean for example there's a moment where you know my stepdad's health is not well and if someone's health is not well she will milk every bit of it every bit of that she can get of anything yeah so she'll say something like take out the trash because your father can't <laughs> yeah. you know? and it's just sort That's of like great. it's just or no she, would, she wouldn't even say that she'd be like would you take out the trash as if it's like a question a positive question and then she'll put on the because your father can't and it's just sort yeah, of like ah, so That's brilliant. yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like, can we just can we just like leave out that kind of negative bit just yeah. once? It's fine. That's a hard yeah. thing to ask from from a family, though. It's just yeah. it's just yeah. it's just baked in at this point, and and around the holidays, it's only going to be like, you know, I think even even more present. Do you do you ever think about this? Is something I spend very little time thinking about because I think when I go down this road, my head starts to explode. Do you ever think about what other people don't like about you? And <laughs> almost exclusively. That's yeah. what everyone yeah. thinks, Brent. <laughs> no, but like, but like I can't go down that because I mean, like, do you like think about like what your closest friends whom love you dearly will complain about bitterly for, for years at a time about your personality? I know because I feel like I don't really think about like specifically that kind of stuff. Oh, I stew on this all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not a good thing. I would not recommend it. But yeah. Also, Matt's not going to like name drop the things now. <laughs> I, I wasn't asking specifically for that. I feel like I could probably pinpoint the things people don't like about me. And part of me is like bummed about Like I have anxiety about it. But another part of me is like, hmm, who cares? Right. You know, like, what can't change it? <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of the known knowns and or the yeah. known unknowns and the unknown. It's like I kind of know those things that I'm sure piss people off that yeah. I'm like fine with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the like there are certain people where I'm like, I just know I'm gonna be flaky or like I'm gonna this yeah. is I'm gonna be late or whatever. Um Although that is a pet peeve when people, the, the people who are like, I'm just someone who's always late. Yeah, that's, that's just bullshit. my personality. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you're yeah. an asshole. Right. <laughs> you need to be a better person. <laughs> yeah. But, but there are certain people where I'm like, I know, you know, like this is a shitty thing about me and that we've just all accepted that. Mine's the email thing. I don't reply to emails. I, I see an email yeah. and then it just goes away and I don't. I'm horrible. I'm horrible with emails because it brings yeah, me so me much too. anxiety. You're also not great at texting, but go ahead. Am I not? I guess I'm not <laughs> a texting. Well, no, here's the no, thing with texting. When you have a group text with friends that you're very close with and text with every single day, sometimes you can't text soon enough. Like if I'm driving, right. I will see one text from Brent and then literally 20 minutes later, it will be 17 pages 40. of like me trying to play catch up. And then at some point I have to just go, LOL. LOL. Right, right. LOL. <laughs> I do that. I just like, there are some conversations that I just have to be absent for. I mean, it's just like, I can't, I, I 
I will sit this one out and jump yeah. in on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I was driving once and you know, I had my phone in my pocket uh, and I got like 25 pings in a row such that I, I was on the highway. I, I pulled over because I'm like, something is something is very seriously <laughs> it's, wrong. It's awesome. Isn't it? And it was it was like you guys complaining about someone you think is like <laughs> ugly or something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was just like, all right, guys, I, I like I, I mer- like merged past like four lanes of traffic thinking like a family member has died or something. And 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 it was it was all just nonsense. Yeah, um, but I have to I have to turn off notifications from you guys on my phone because I remember there was one time I literally thought something bad was happening because it was just yeah. like a constant like <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Right. Can oh, I yeah. can I can I vent about something that's been bothering me recently that I think is 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 very very specific just to me? Mm-hmm. I hate getting shit out of my pockets when I'm sitting down and every time it happens, like I'll be in a car and I want to get my phone out, but you have to like, cause you know, you wear semi tight jeans. You have to like, it takes you like two minutes to get your phone or your chapstick out of your pocket. And I, I swear to God, every, every time this happens, I'm like, we need new pockets. Someone needs to invent different pockets such that you don't have to stand or, up to get something out of them. Or you start wearing cargo pants. I could. I could Add start more wearing, pockets. That's right. I literally visually saw Brent going through this problem. I have makes a, me really mad. I do like that about the winter months, though. I guess not in LA, uh, although it g- gets below like it's seventy degrees, and everyone sure. is like, "We need a full-on parka." Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do like having the more more pockets up here w- in wintertime. My version of this anxiety is that when I'm in public and I need to get something out of my pants, I have this irrational fear that I look like I look like I'm touching myself. Yeah, I, I've gotten that too. I get that. I'm, I was just on an airplane and I really had to get like, I don't know, I had like my AirPods in my pocket and I had oh. to take them out and I was like, this yeah. person definitely thinks I'm like Jack. That's why you guys gotta yeah. carry a little bag with you because I, I wear a lot of like women's jeans and they don't really make the pockets. Like women's pants jeans don't have pockets. No, They're they these don't. tiny little things. And so I, I have bags with me that I, yeah, everything. You have a fit, you're a fanny pack guy. Oh, well, I, I don't wear a fanny pack, but I do. I have a purse. Oh, I guess it's a shoulder. That's like a, yeah. a shoulder pack. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, a, I'm a purse. I'm warm to the fanny pack, to be to be quite honest with you. Okay. Into it. My dad has worn one forever. And I used, you know, obviously it's a dad thing and we make fun of him. But I I, I enjoy, I really like a fanny pack. And oh, when Michael I, carries okay. on a fanny wow. pack every single day. He does. Oh, and I yeah. love Michael's fanny pack. And I think yeah. it's a, it's a nice look. So I got a fanny pack and, and um, oh, I use it on, my. I use it on walks. I need I, to see this fanny and, pack. And you, you put your keys, you put a lube, you put, I mean, whatever you need in your fanny pack. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Matt, uh, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a delight. Where can people yeah. find you on the internet and where can people find your podcast? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Matt Bellisai and uh, my podcast is Unhappy Hour. And yeah. oh, and you're touring. Yeah. You're on tour. Sort <laughs> of. I'm I'm here and there right now. Um, so um, yeah. I mean, this week I think it'll be too late, but this week I'll be in Chicago and Indianapolis, mm-hmm. December fourth and fifth. Oh no! It's yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It'll be bright on time. Oh, yeah. oh right. This well, upcoming yeah. weekend, as you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Go see Matt. Go Indianapolis. Midwesterners. Yes, please. In yeah. Indianapolis jerks. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I don't stand by this slander until uh, after everybody's bought the ticket. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so, much, so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you. And another thing. So basically, uh, there there was an article um, that I thought was super interesting, just about the idea of how uh, five uh, women cry five times more than men every single month. And this article mm. that I was reading, it was, mm. of course, the head, the the byline was, "It's time to change the narrative." Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> but you know, the, if it's true, one, uh, on average, women cry five times more often in a given month than men. Um, and apparently men cry six to 17 times for the whole year, while women cry 30 to 64 times. Yeah. Um, and the length of each cry session is more pronounced for women with an average of six minutes when men cry for three minutes at most. The length See, of the, each e cry even, session, that sentence alone that, is something. Even the, the men crying, what do you say, six to 30 times a year? Men cry, uh, sorry, uh, uh, six to 17 see that's that feels so hot i mean i cry all the time but that's that's been well established and i'm uh emotionally well, unhinged well, well we're not talking about i mean there's a to me there's a difference between crying slash sobbing and okay. tear, tearing up and i feel like you are a person who tears up a yeah, lot you tear up. i you do. don't I... cry cry or maybe i mean i don't want to put words in your mouth but i don't think you cry cry uh yeah i i don't cry cry i mean i do i probably do it more often than you think but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely tear up. I mean, I tear up all you the tear time. Up a lot, yeah. yeah. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, I do too. I get choked up or I tear up a lot, but I, I don't really cry very much. Um, but yeah, I was wondering in general, I don't care if you guys think it, crying helps you live longer or about changing the narrative. Yeah, right. Ch change the narrative. <laughs> but I, I, Alan, yeah, I wonder how much you cry. Weirdly, do you do you ever do you cry? I feel you're, you're oddly stoic and and no, I yeah, cold hearted I, is what I I'm trying cold hearted. To say. Yeah, no, I don't cry. I don't really cry all that much. Yeah. I was trying to think when when I was writing it out. We were talking earlier about me crying. I don't. The only times I cry, the last time I really, really, really had a cry was in the theaters at Onward, the Pixar film. Oh, my God. Oh, I, my I, God. I, I literally was sitting there in the theater trying to block. This was years ago now, right before the pandemic. But I was trying to, like, hide my eyes and my face because oh I was ugly crying. So anything God. involving, like the distant dad that like because i don't talk with my dad so there's like that element is really emotional um but then before that the the only time i probably regularly cried was when extreme makeover home edition was on every <laughs> sunday or something and i, I really have... thought you were gonna say it was when you were dealing with cancer no nope. <laughs> didn't even cry during cancer i think i maybe cried maybe once or twice during cancer it was every single sunday or whenever that show came on i would cry yes. like a baby yeah, uh, I, I, I have to say, like, I the times when I cry the hardest are certainly in Pixar movies or anything animated, quite literally, because yeah. they are often connected to childhood or because they're the kind of cartoons that look realistic or something. I mean, forget it. Like, Onward, Coco, Yo, uh, Coco. Toy Story, oh, because of the Coco. way. Coco is phenomenal. You have to see oh, Coco. It? Oh, it's phenomenal. And it's all about. It's you know what? About, 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 grandparents and that maybe for your for your birthday i'll watch it just to treat you <laughs> but otherwise i will say i'm not i'm not much of a crier i get i can get emotional and choked up but um my family they cry a lot there's a lot of crying can you fake cry can you fake cry though 
I can, yeah, I can fake. Yeah, I can yeah, actually fake cry. I'm that yeah. much. I'm a thespian, so what can I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I mean, for me, it, it, you guys know I've said this before. Any anything related to like parents and aging will is my instantaneous trigger, and like even commercials will do it. There was a commercial, I think, earlier this year. We talked about it. I think it, when it was out, it was like a grandma zooming with her kids because she or with her grandkids because she couldn't see them and they weren't like paying attention to yeah. it or something. I, I swear to God, every time that came on, I had to like leave the room because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so it was like because all like you know all you could picture is like your mom, your dad, you know, kind of dealing with yeah. that. Uh, you know, yeah, you are and very you are very um, sentimental about your parents because I guess they are a little bit older. And so that's that seems like something that triggers you. You're just really laying yeah. on. No, I'm, I'm talking about. No, it's true. My parents are a little. I know, bit older. but it was funny. I was like, "You're just beating up Brent, going, oh, how dare oh you?'" God. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I just visited obviously for the holiday, and I every time I visit now, I, there's there's literally two or three moments in which I like have to like. <laughs> like clear my throat and like leave the yeah. room or something because like there something is- has like. There is a lot of that right now in like the post pandemic commercial, not post quote unquote pandemic commercials and stuff where you see a lot of these like, you know, reunited family moments. Mm -hmm. And those are tugging at the heartstrings left and right. Like it's time to get back together and all that. That's a lot. I saw an interesting commercial the other day for miserable Facebook portal, which I still don't know what the fuck it is. I don't either. I I, I saw that too. I fucking hate Facebook, but it was a weird commercial where it was like, uh, it seemed like it was uh, the, the the gist was grandparents who were being reunited with their mm. family after they had had a falling out because the it, yeah the, I did you see that figure, yes, the like, crux of the dialogue was basically like oh it's it's good to be around you again but not with it not like a pandemic it didn't seem like that was the the theme it was like. It was like, is the is the dark narrative of this commercial that that like they haven't been talking to the grandparents or something for a while? And I, I, I for some reason that was a re- yeah, really weird like undertone to me. Did you see this, Alan? Oh no, I didn't see it, but I my, Michael just put up a thing thing like the Folger Soldier commercial. Uh, do you guys remember that? Any no. Folger commercial? Which, but that's another which was one. That? I mean, I don't remember the Soldier. Oh no, he came back from like Iraq or something, and it was like Christmas morning. These get me. I will admit this. These get me comes back from Iraq so he makes coffee in the thing the mom wakes up is like I smell coffee but no one else should be here what's happening uh, which I've always yeah. thought you smell coffee brewing and no one else should be in the house you call 911 yeah, you right, don't go downstairs right. that's my <laughs> right. first reaction but right. whatever she goes downstairs and it's her son home from Iraq oh, oh the yes. embrace oh, the tears the tears the here tears. we go yeah. well, the I, for I for like those it's, re- it's yeah. uh, soldiers reunited with dogs is that'll get me oh, oh yeah see, those ones, I don't ones. give a fuck animal about ones those ones too. well yeah. animal stuff for sure I, yes. I, I also want to say uh, this is uh, flying back to LA like I had a lot of movies to choose from on my flight oh someone's bragging and <laughs> someone's showing off his money <laughs> and uh I really, there were a bunch of them that I wanted to see, but I, for, because I was just so baffled by the seeing this early, a preview earlier in the year, I watched this movie called, uh, 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 oh my God. Oh my God. Fuck. I'll look it up <laughs> in a second. <laughs> it's a, oh, Who's here today. It? Here, it's called Here Today. Okay. <clears throat> it's a comedy, a comedy about Billy Crystal, a character, Billy Crystal plays a character who is uh, facing dementia. Uh, uh 
Wow. Ooh, Dementia gets me too. Yeah, but I've never seen Crystal though. I've never seen I've never seen it's him and Tiffany Haddish. And I've truly never seen a more baffling movie where it is supposed to make Billy Crystal look amazing. And it is it is it is truly the strangest movie because he's an old time comedy writer who's who's like beginning to age and deal with dementia. But he's supposed to be so fucking funny that everybody in every scene of the movie laughs at every little thing that he says. (laughs) It's so stupid and awkward and bizarre. And then it takes a turn to the dark. But I will tell you that even though the movie was truly <laughs> mind-bendingly bad from beginning to end, I teared up a little bit in like yeah, the yeah. final scene, and I'm like, yeah. "What's what, what? What is that?" But I guess yeah. we're just wired that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Billy Crystal this, makes you cry. Was this on on the the flight back? You 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 chartered a private jet for that. This right? was oh, on yeah. the private yeah. jet. Yes, this yes. was on I, the private I, jet. I, yeah. I had them wheel in a, 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 a there was yeah. a big screen TV and I screened. Uh, uh, <laughs> I already forget the here today. I screened yeah. here today. It, Billy Crystal's fate, like Tim, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, Texting well, furiously for his twister. Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Oh, Elliot, uh, Elliot uh, will uh, only fly if he can get a massage for two out of the four uh, hours that he's uh-huh. in the plane. Yeah, an in-air massage for two hours. Oh my god, that actually sounds fantastic. No. What a way to fly! Yeah, right. <clears throat> That's how Whoopi Goldberg. You know what, Elliot? Some of us don't like being touched, <laughs> so it doesn't sound fantastic, you son of a bitch. <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? It doesn't surprise me that Alan wears women's jeans. (laughs) (laughs) And Anne would say, Brent could sing the uh, Sabbath prayer to me anytime. (laughs) Uh, What would Aunt Anne have to say? My Aunt Anne would say, if you don't have anything nice to say, Come sit by me. Oh, I love Ann. <laughs> Wait, Elliot, I, I do think I do. I don't think me singing Fiddler on the Roof was a part of the recording of this episode. <laughs> oh, oh, was it not? You're right. But yeah, let's keep it anyway. Maybe, but let's maybe keep it anyway. Maybe so, I'll so end. People, maybe wait, 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 wait. The end music wait. will be uh, Brent singing Fiddler on the Roof. Wait, because... why don't you just sing it now? Oh, yeah, Brent, go ahead. Sing the Sabbath prayer. Who day and night must scramble for a living, <laughs> feed a wife and children. Say his daily prayers, and who has the right, as master of the house, a little outdated, to have the final word at home? The papas, the papas do do tradition. The papas, the papas do do tradition. Da, da, yeah, wait, da, 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 <laughs> wait da, da, let him go. Let him keep going. really pretty. We're good. We're good. Really pretty. Good heavens. Good heavens.